Alright, welcome to another episode of Tink Chat today. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have noticed that uh, Eugene is not beside me today. And <laughs> we have uh, Nick, um, who's actually from the film industry, mm-hmm. um, who's come here to, I guess, talk about uh, the workflow and what he does in the film industry. Cool. So, I guess I'll hand it over to you because you know yourself better than I know you. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, I work in the film industry as an art director, a model builder, and a 3D designer. Okay. Um, so pretty much anything to do with the design and construction of film sets. Mm-hmm. So that can be on stage or on location or a variety yeah. of different, different things. But, um, but yeah, anything from the initial design of those sets uh, to actual construction of them. So okay. I see it through from the very beginning to the very end. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had... A tinkering 3D printer for quite some time now. I've had mm-hmm. a couple of them actually. A couple of them. Um, and one of our big things that we use them for uh, in film is mm-hmm. in our pre-production phase when we're still designing all the sets and things like that. Is we always do scale models. Uh-huh. And so 3D printing has become pretty much standard for helping do model building um, mm-hmm. when we're doing those initial uh, models as representations of our sets because we'll yeah. do the scale version you know at a uh, half inch scale or whatever uh-huh. um, in order for everybody to get on board mm-hmm. with how we're going to lay out the set yeah. and the stage or the different elements and 3d printing is amazing because back in you know five or six years ago most people just made it out of foam uh, oh. foam board and cardboard yeah, you know, very simple for the most part with a, you know, a, a, a printed floor plan and printed mm-hmm. elevations and things like that. And then with 3D printing, we're now able to do, uh, get into a lot more detail, which a is awesome, you know, and if there's a cool set piece, like a chandelier or something like yeah. that, we can, we can hundred percent just put that in there and everybody has an idea that it's going to be there. And mm-hmm. when people are planning out shots and how things are going to go, it's like, okay, well, let's remember that we have all these intricate little details that yeah. you normally wouldn't get. Um, or be able to like represent in a small scale version. So 3D mm-hmm. printing is perfect for things like that. So I'm guessing 3D printing actually shortened a lot of your workflow. Um, I, you know what? The funny thing is, I don't think it really has shortened no? it because <laughs> people ask for all the little extra details. Oh, okay, now, now the extra. Okay. Whereas before, you know, we wouldn't. We would just be like, okay, well, here's a simple cardboard yeah. cutout of uh-huh. it, you know. And and now it's more like, okay, well, we have to actually put these things in now. Yeah, so. they want the actual details in every yes. single bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the number one thing I use it for, but, um, it's kind of funny now we've, we've started using them for actual, you know, as 3d printers get bigger and bigger, yeah. we actually use them for pieces of sets, you know, okay. little detailed, uh, you know, panels or things like that. We can actually 3d print them. And, okay. And so like, the sets. so I guess thing from what you just said is, um, Parts that come off the 3d printer, minimum mm-hmm. post-processing, you use it on the set right away. The, I, I, the ones that we're physically going to use on a set, mm-hmm. there will be a lot of post-processing. Oh, okay. The stuff for, for model building, okay. um, we don't really do any post-processing because, okay. again, it's just like a, a facsimile of what you know the set detail mm-hmm. or piece is actually going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. So whenever it's going to be on camera, though, there will be definitely be post-processing. Okay. Um, PLA, especially, uh, does not paint very well. I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we do things like resin, epoxy resin coat, and then uh, okay. 
uh, and then our paint team will give it its final paint job, and then it goes on to the actual set. So oh, wow. that's kind of new. That was not something that people did a lot, but because mm -hmm. 3D printing is becoming more and more standard, yeah. and it allows us to you know really control it right up until it's on the set instead of yeah. sending it off to a vendor and then getting it back. Okay. It, it's kind of it's made things better that way. Uh, okay. Yeah. So do you actually have any um, practice? background with designing animation when you first came into this job? Or? Um, I came into film with an art background, uh -huh. um, but not specifically 3D design or anything okay. like that. It's kind of funny. I'm one of those people where I was a photographer first, a uh, graphic designer second, and then uh, kind of came into film with those two mm -hmm. skill sets. Yeah. And then it just evolved. Oh, I, so you were actually there from the start to the end where, where is that, there's that usual... I guess weird transition. Well, there's the yeah, there's a lot, especially with film. There's a lot of people figuring out what the hell they want to do in film. Yeah, there's a whole lot of that because there's so many different things that you can do. I thankfully, you know, had the art background, so I knew mm -hmm. I, for the most part, I knew I wanted to be in something mm -hmm. art related, which is yeah. you know graphic design and yeah. things like that. But then I encountered my first uh, 3D printer. Uh, -huh. uh on a movie called the warcraft movie or I oh yeah it's yeah, got some yeah. weird name now but it was mm -hmm. the warcraft movie and that was done i guess almost 10 years ago now here in vancouver oh and uh we had a huge model making department mm -hmm. we built scale versions of pretty much all our sets because oh, they were wow. very intricate and detailed yeah. and there was a lot of conversation on how it was yeah. all gonna work um so yeah that was when i encountered my first 3d printer and i was like this is awesome i want to know mm -hmm. more about this and so i started yeah just kind of figuring that out and then slowly mm -hmm. teaching myself 3d so you think there was a very steep uh curve to learning about 3d printing or i think there i think it's pretty steep it really depends on your your ultimate purpose i know a lot of people mm -hmm. that have been like oh i need to get a 3d printer yeah. so i can print whatever i want and then yeah. it's like well you also need to learn, to learn 3d software yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh i've seen that a lot um so i think for people like me um uh, it wasn't too bad or mm -hmm. already like you know people like uh, who are already 3d designers yeah. in some way or another yeah. another uh, industrial design or, or just whatever set design, whatever it might be, I think for them, not so mm -hmm. bad because they can, they can output 3d yeah. files and then you run them through a slicer yeah. and it's like no big deal. Yeah. Um, for other people who think that you can just 3d print anything uh -huh. from your brain, it's yeah. very steep. Yeah. And I, I've seen a few people who like buy a printer and then don't go very far with it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, for the most part, I would say if you're, you're, into you know an artistic field and you're very good with computers i don't think it's too bad but there's a lot of okay. people out there that think it's super easy and it's yeah. not and especially troubleshooting mm -hmm. troubleshooting 3d printers is not easy <laughs> yeah so, that, that's something that i see yeah, a lot yeah at work <laughs> yes 100 yeah um what what type of um designing software do you use right now then? um right now i primarily use rhino um, I mean, we do a lot of drafting in our work, which means we have uh -huh. to produce pretty detailed construction drawings okay. and things like that, ultimately to get things built. So Rhino is really great because uh, you can do great 3D modeling mm -hmm. that is pretty much 3D print ready. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And then, uh, and then we're also able to do our, our drafting and uh, for construction and things like that. Um, so I use Rhino uh, and ZBrush because I've gotten into organic modeling mm -hmm. and things like that and zbrush is great for that artistic modeling uh, -huh. uh so zbrush um used to use blender a little bit but then kind of haven't touched that in quite some time okay but i know blender is pretty good for designing for 3d printing as well okay um 
I would say, yeah, primarily ZBrush and Rhino these days. Mm. Um, that's actually very interesting because um, I know some schools right now are actually, they, they get their students learning on these programs, or mm -hmm. like Rhino and yeah. ZBrush. I know so, Rhino is pretty uh, well used in, at Emily Carr these days. Oh. Yeah, um, I think most yeah most design studios as well are using Rhino in some mm -hmm. some way or another. Mm. Yeah, because then that's just interesting, um, seeing how all these students are going to get yes their experience already. Yeah, with using it. Well, I've had yeah I've had some friends uh, that have gone to Emily Carr and they're yeah they have lots of three D printers and they mm -hmm. do a lot of different yeah. and and yeah one of their primary pieces of software that they use for for their 3d yeah. printers which i've seen are tinkerings but i know they have a bunch of different ones yeah um they uh, they use rhino mm. so i thought that was pretty cool because i think like when i first got into the film industry nobody knew what rhino was it was very yeah you know it was for industrial yeah. designers and a few other people yeah i think first um <laughs> when when uh, 3D printing got introduced. I mm -hmm. don't think a lot of people knew what to do with this technology. Yes, 100%. Uh, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, and which is why it, it really got, I guess it got stored in the cupboard for, for a reason, uh, for, yeah. for a while before actually people recognized the worth of it. Uh, 100%. It's the growing pains, I think, with any emerging technology. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, 10 years ago, nobody was really using 3D printing. Yeah. Desktop 3D printing was in its infancy. Yeah, yeah definitely. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. when you guys probably started was probably about 10 years ago now, right? Uh, yeah, if you count back, I think we've been around, we've been public for around 67 years. So, yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, we've been a public company for around six, six or, to seven years okay, now, okay, I think. Yeah, I thought you said 67. I was like... Oh, no, no, 67, 67, yeah. It's, it's yeah. funny because yeah, I do hear with like CNC technology and things yeah. like that, that has been around since the 80s and yeah. even, you know, some, apparently some sort of 3D uh, printing software, but it's like it's mm -hmm. once it transitioned to be accessible to people where you can have it in a desktop thing is when it exploded. So, yeah. Very yeah. exciting to see where it is nowadays. Yeah. So how many uh, how many printers do you have and what, like is it more than one type? Yeah, I have a lot of different types. Um, I have two tinkering three D printers, Dido Pros, mm -hmm. which I love because you know they're one of the more mm -hmm. reliable ones. Mm -hmm. um, I can usually just set up something, leave it overnight, and yeah. it'll be ready in the morning, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, there are I have several Creality ones. I've got uh, a CR ten S Pro, which is nice. It's their I guess their new larger model okay. does about like 12 by 12 by 16 yeah. inch, which so is just great. A bigger, bigger yeah. build space. Bigger build space. And mm -hmm. it's great for that. So we can, uh, uh, so we can actually build like bigger things that are going to physically go on set after we mm -hmm. resin cook yeah. them and things like yeah. that. So, um, that's definitely where I found that in film things got way more useful is when I was able to build bigger things. Yeah. Um, and then I have another Creality, which is the old version of the CR10, I think. Yeah, whatever the original mm -hmm. CR10 was. Uh, I have a small resin printer because I wanted to dabble in resin mm -hmm. printing, which yeah. is interesting, but it has its own pains, as we all uh -huh. know. Um, <laughs> so I have an AnyCubic Photon. Um, I got a three-in-one little one uh, yeah. that's called a Snapmaker, which is a uh -huh. CNC machine, 3D printer, and uh, laser etcher slash scanner. Because, yeah. again, it was more about yeah. like learning CAM software and things yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's it for 3D printers right now. Uh, yeah.
Just, wow, that's like actually five or six of them or something. Yeah, that's actually a lot of yeah. printers and yeah, a really wide range of expertise. Yeah, and it's it's good because you know uh, some printers are very good at doing one thing and not at the other, and uh, so on yeah. and so forth. So having the resin printer is great for small detail yeah. prints and things like that, but it's also mm-hmm. its you, own pain. Mm-hmm. Do you ever like? I guess when you when you building the props for the set mm-hmm. do you ever like have to uti- uh, uh, utilize like all the printers together yeah oh yeah for so, sure like, yeah you'll, you'll print something out of fdm yes. and then add apart from resin and then laser etch or something maybe like that. <laughs> okay maybe less um maybe less with um incorporating like resin and fdm together yeah. it's more like i have a big job where we have to do all you know a fairly large object or uh-huh. many fairly large objects yeah. um and it's more like if i have five printers all going at once uh-huh. at the same thing i'm just going to get it done faster uh-huh. simple as that so yes in that sense i would say less so um combining things like resin you know a detailed print mm-hmm. with an fdm print i could oh, see okay. that happening yeah. but i just i haven't i haven't, I haven't tried really <laughs> i haven't really had the need to just mm-hmm. yet but i could 100 percent see yeah scenarios where that okay. would work okay yeah um what would you say one of the most memorable uh memorable mm-hmm. memorable uh prop or or set dressing you have done i've got a good one but i'm not Oh, I'm guessing you're not allowed to. It was from the last show that I <laughs> okay. just finished, so um, maybe uh, here I'll I'll just I won't say any names. But yeah. we did uh, we had a hood ornament, a really uh, cool detailed hood ornament. Yeah. Um, uh, on a a car essentially, mm-hmm. um, and you know it was nicely designed, mm-hmm. uh, looked cool, yeah. and our lead actor liked it so much yeah. that uh, he was like, "Oh, can I get one of these?" And oh, okay. uh, I wish I could drop names, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you off camera. How about that? Okay. Um, so we ended up 3D printing him one, uh, resin coating it, and I had a local prop shop do like a really nice okay. metal, metal yeah. finish on it type yeah. thing. So it looked beautiful. And then I CNC uh-huh. a nice piece of Canadian maple and put it on mm-hmm. an acrylic stand. It just looked beautiful. So it went from being a hood ornament to our lead actor really liking it. And we made one as a crew gift for yeah. him that he got to take home. So oh, that's, I thought that's that was nice. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could get one of those things. <laughs> I'll, I'll make you one. <laughs> well, um, I guess uh, one more thing is, uh, I guess, looking forward, mm-hmm. you think more and more, I guess, things in, in, in the film industry is going to translate over more and more to 3d printing i could i can 100 percent see that i'm super optimistic about what you can do with 3d printing mm-hmm. and uh, one of my jobs uh working in the art department in film in vancouver has been showing people what we can okay. actually do with 3d pin- oh, wow. printing and and yes there has been a lot more demand just in the short time you know i've been in the business probably eight or nine years yeah. now and in that short time i've seen it progress and i definitely know for a fact that i am more hireable because of my skills with 3d printing yeah. and as as things get bigger yeah. and more reliable mm-hmm. i can 100 percent see more set pieces you know because we design everything in 3d now yeah. um if we can translate you know what is digitally on the screen to mm-hmm. a physical object of course people are going to want to do that yeah. um you know because 
one of the things that a lot of people do and used to do and still do is you design something in 3D and then you you know there's yeah. a month of figuring out yeah. how to build the damn thing out of real parts and now <laughs> yeah. it's like okay no we we can imagine it in 3D and now we can physically build yeah. that thing yeah. in 3D it's pretty amazing and I think mm -hmm. I think uh, people are recognizing that and I think uh, I think as things printers yeah like get bigger people just want to do bigger objects mm -hmm. and, and film everything's pretty big so I think once it catches up to that I think it's going to be a huge deal I think we'll start mm -hmm. seeing a lot more 3D printed parts yeah. in film okay. Well, so I guess it, it it's definitely, I guess, pretty beneficial for for students right now to mm -hmm. actually get a feel and experience for these uh, programs. Yeah. Since a lot of industries out there, not just film, are mm -hmm. actually transitioning over to 3D modeling, 3D design. Yes. And, yeah. And 3D printing. Definitely. So... Yeah, no, uh, mm -hmm. I think students now are definitely getting those skills. And my my 11-year-old niece has a 3D printer at her school and was oh, telling me about wow. it. So, you know, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. So kids are kids are being trained on it right away. Yeah. It's becoming a standard in a lot of things other than just our work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's always fascinating for me when I see kids interact with this te technology. Because yeah. sometimes it's just, for me personally, I would always, I guess figure out things and work things out from one point of view only. Mm -hmm. But then watching them, you, it just, sometimes they're like, oh, why didn't I think about it this way? Mm -hmm. They just come up with all these new, I guess, I guess they're more like pushing the technology to, to yeah. its limits. Well, and, and, and when you start introducing it to that many people or people at, you know, at a young age and stuff like that, yeah. it's, you never know what's going to happen. Like yeah. That. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah um yeah so okay we're just uh that's that's all the time we have today and we're just gonna wrap things up thank cool. you thank you for joining us today nick thank you for it's, having me appreciate it have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um so uh remember to subscribe um with the button below and also click the bell button so you get uh, notifications when we release a new um episode every uh when, when we release it and uh it's also available on Spotify and Anchor if you want to live, listen to just the podcast. Um, well, yeah, that's everything then. Cool. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Cool. Um, we'll see you guys next time in the next episode then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>